The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. May 4th, 1964. Very big year. The Buffalo Chicken Wing was invented. This five-star was born. And the United States Congress recognized bourbon whiskey as the distinctive product of the United States by concurrent resolution. And today, I want you to remember Sweet 16. Very important number. Because today, here on the Cigar Dave Show, we will be sampling 16 magnificent bourbons and American whiskeys as we celebrate the conclusion of National Bourbon Heritage Month. The entire month of September, we have sampled great spirits, we've spoken to some great master distillers, and we conclude it with a giant tasting. Sweet 16, front and center, let the bourbon and American whiskey tasting maneuvers commence. Long-ash greetings and salutations. A long-ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. America's Alpha male front and center. Today we have moved Command Center Alpha Humidor 1A to the Davidoff of Geneva since 1911 store and lounge here in the Cigar City of Tampa. And joining me for National Bourbon Heritage Month tasting maneuvers, our longtime resident sommelier, sommelier Dave Cavanis. Greetings, sommelier Dave. Greetings to you, General Long Ashes. I'm kind of jealous I didn't get to make that Buffalo trip. I did listen to it, but uh, you had a great time, and I'm thrilled to be here today with you. Well, this is just like Buffalo today, because outside it's about 93 <laughs> degrees, and that's what it right. was in Buffalo. Exactly. But we had a magnificent time, and we're looking forward to an event down here in the Cigar City very soon. We should have an announcement, hopefully, within the next week or so. So, lieutenants who have been emailing me and tweeting me, Fear not. And by the way, if speaking of tweeting and electronic and social media, don't forget to follow me on social media. Follow us along on CigarDave.com because we will have pictures as well as tasting notes of all the Sweet 16 bourbon and American whiskeys as well as the cigar that I will enjoy today at CigarDave.com, which will also be your portal so you can follow me at Twitter, at uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you name it. You can follow us 24-7, 365. Somalia Dave, when we talk about bourbon whiskey, it is imperative that we give people a primer, a little bit of background about what bourbon whiskey is. All whiskeys whether they are Scotch whiskey, Irish whiskey, bourbon whiskey, Japanese whiskey, Swedish whiskey, and I've had them all, start with some form of grain, be it barley, corn, rye, wheat, and they are, dis they are fermented and then distilled 
aged in wood casks and ultimately become whiskey. Correct. So for bourbon, which goes all the way back into the 1700s, it was either known or named by the bourbon family of France or Bourbon County in Kentucky. It is mainly corn-based. It's 51% corn at the minimum. It's aged in new charred oak barrels. It's distilled to no more than 160 proof. It enters into the barrel for aging at no more than 125 proof, and it's bottled just like all the other whiskeys at 80 proof. Now, the invention of bourbon often attributed to Elijah Craig, a Baptist minister. Who said the Baptists don't drink? Baptist uh, I never said that. <laughs> Baptist minister and, and distiller credited with many Kentucky firsts. He was also said the first to age the product in charred oak casks, which gives bourbon its reddish color and distinctive taste. Now, there are some legal requirements. The U.S. Uh, government has regulations as it uh, pertains to bourbon, the federal standards of identity for distilled spirits. States that bourbon made for U.S. consumption must be produced in the United States made from a grain mixture that is at least 51% corn, and normally we see usually in the 60% or higher area. Yeah, it could area. go up to 70 for some producers. That's We've seen 100%. Uh, aged in new charcoal oak barrels. They must be new. They cannot be used. Now, the largest purchaser of, uh, of, uh, of used charred oak barrels from the bourbon industry is the Scotch, Scotch. and yeah. Irish whiskey industry. Exactly. Uh, it has to be distilled to no more than 160 proof or 80% alcohol by volume. It enters the barrel for aging at no more than 125 proof or 62.5% alcohol by volume and has to be bottled at 80 proof or more, 40% alcohol by volume. There is no minimum specified duration for bourbon's aging period. Products age for as little as three months may be sold as bourbon. The exception, however, is straight bourbon. That has a minimum aging requirement of two years. Additionally, any bourbon aged less than four years must include an age statement on its label. So, and the way that is, is let's say that they are using bourbons, a blended whiskey, where they're going to have some that are in barrels that are 48 months or four years, some that are 24 months. They have to say a minimum of 24 months. They cannot Correct. use that 48 months. And any bourbon that is labeled as straight, has been aged under four years, must be labeled with the duration of its, uh, of its aging. Although we are seeing many bourbon distillers, as the popularity and the sales of bourbon has increased, the availability of bourbon has decreased, you're seeing many of them take their age statements off. For example, uh, I'm thinking right off the bat we have one of the bourbons that we will be tasting right now is Jim Beam. But they had their Jim Beam Double Black, which is an, uh, stated on the bottle, aged eight years. They have taken it off the bottle. They no longer uh, mention it. Now they just call it Jim Beam Black Extra Aged. Yeah, they don't have the availability or the affordability to let it age longer in the barrel. People are looking to drink whiskeys. They'll drink them young. And they want them now, so why wait? Bring them to the market as soon as you can. So, Monty, Dave, you and I have been celebrating National Bourbon Heritage Month on the show at least 12, 14 years? Oh, I would say maybe at longer. least 14, yeah. 
And when you think about what has taken place in just the last two years, the number of new craft distillers Correct. that have come to market, and not only will we be sampling bourbons today, but American whiskeys, because you can have bourbon, American whiskeys that are made from rye, from wheat. Uh, I was up at Corn. Maine Craft Distilling. They use barley, malted barley, because it's indigenous to Maine. So we have seen an explosion in American whiskeys, and we're going to celebrate that today. As I mentioned, we have... 16, the sweet 16 <laughs> in terms of what we will be sampling. But before I give the entire list, let's start off with number one, one of my favorites, and it's appropriate because one year ago this week I was up in Lynchburg, Tennessee at the Jack Daniels Distillery. Had the opportunity to spend a couple of days up at Jack Daniels with their incredible master distiller and their whole team, and I was uh, named a Tennessee Squire. Squire. That is correct. In fact, That's I have just great. received, before I came over today, in the mail, I actually came in yesterday, the Tennessee Squire Association, of which I am an esteemed member, <laughs> sent me a letter, and I would like to share it with everyone. Dear Squire Cigar Dave, as secretary of the Tennessee Squire Association, I thought you might be interested in seeing some of the countryside surrounding your plot number, H8294, since you're a new Moore County property owner. There was a surveying team working in the area above the Jack Daniel Hollow a while ago, and one of them took the enclosed snapshot of the view looking west-southwest late in the afternoon. Sincerely, Randall Fanning, Secretary, Tennessee Squire Association. Look at this magnificent view from, my, from plot H82493. In fact, I think I may be tailgating <laughs> later this year, celebrating right the Bills, bring a grill. We'll get some tomahawk chops. Just a beautiful, and that whole area in Lynchburg where the distillery is, is uh, absolutely magnificent. Yes, it is. And where the water comes, the branch, that unique stream, you go into that cave where it's nice and cool, mm -hmm. and we've got pictures of that that we will share as well. It all starts with the water. Water. And what is unique about Jack Daniels, it is not a bourbon whiskey. They're proud to say it is a Tennessee whiskey. Yes, it is. And the difference is, basically, everything's the same in terms of at least 51% corn, has to be used new charred oak barrels. The difference, however, is what they call the... Lincoln, the Lincoln County process. Right. And that is it goes through a charcoal wood filtering. Correct. Uh, for the Jack Daniels Old Number 7, as soon as it's distilled, what they do is they let it slowly drip through these giant vats of maple charcoal, and that removes a lot of the corn oils mm -hmm. and the silkiness so it's smooth, and the Gentleman Jack, after it comes out of the barrel, goes through another Lincoln Correct. County filtration process, and it's even mellower and smoother. It's, it's wonderful, and it's amazing that they were able to figure that out because this goes all the way back to 1864 when Jack left home, and he took up with the Reverend Dan Call, and it was his whiskey, and Jack eventually took it over and through his ingenuity be able, was able to create this wonderful whiskey, this beverage. Now, what is interesting, Jack Daniels, Tennessee whiskey, was actually a craft whiskey way sure. back when one of their sales reps, a well-known guy, I think from the Memphis, Tennessee area, ended up somehow hooking up with Frank Sinatra. And actually, the first, it was Jackie Gleason that introduced Frank Sinatra to, to Jack him. Daniels. And then their sales rep, and I, his name escapes me right now, but a fellow paisan of Frank Sinatra, they became fast buddies. And in every single contract rider, when Frank Sinatra was doing a concert, he had simple requirements. It wasn't like today where they have to have... 
38 yellow M&Ms and 42 red M&Ms, and they have to have a limo, and they have to have this and that. He had something very simple. He wanted three or four hand towels. He wanted a bucket of ice, a pitcher of water, a direct dial phone where we could make long-distance calls. No cell phones <laughs> back in those days. And one other thing, a wow. bottle of Jack, Jack Daniels, Daniels old number Seven Charcoal mellowed, and as I mentioned, it is mellowed drop by drop. They don't take a whole vat of, no. of Jack Daniels and drop. It literally comes down drop by drop through 10 feet of sugar maple charcoal. It's matured in their handcrafted barrels. They don't follow a calendar. I've been into their, their uh, rick the houses, right. the aging uh, where the barrel houses are. It is You can smell the angel share, the dissipation coming, out, it, coming right. out within 30 feet of the barrel house. So let's pour. We have a little Jack Daniels number seven. We've just poured. We will say, oh, let's get another glass to say cheers. We've got to do this appropriately. We'll say cheers as we start off National Bourbon Heritage Month tasting maneuvers on the Cigar Dave Show. Delicious. Mm. If you think about it, how tedious that is, the drip, 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 that process, that shows you their ability to do quality versus just bulk. Mm. Quality versus quantity. And what is unique here, Samadhi, Dave? Smooth. Very smooth. Nice warmth on the nice back of the flavor. palate. A little bit of citrus, a little orangey. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely. You know, you talk about that sugar maple charcoal. I think mm -hmm. there's a very light touch, a note. The sweetness of the maple. Sweetness, but very smooth. And everything we're doing today, fellow alphas, we are sipping straight. We're not diluting it. We're not putting any branch. Somebody says, I want some, uh, some bourbon and branch. That's a, a known name for water. In Kentucky, they Correct. call branch water. And, in fact, you can always tell a good barkeeper or bar uh, a, a mixologist when you say, I want bourbon and branch or jack and branch. They know exactly what you're talking about. They don't go, what's branch? Or you can put it in a big pre-prohibition ice ball or ice block because that melts very slowly. And I like that to get a little bit of, a little bit of, uh, of chilling in the bourbon. But today... We will sample everything neat, straight up, to really get the different flavors. So, our first notes of Jack Daniels number seven, I would say touch of maple, mm -hmm. warmth, orange citrus. Smooth as can smooth. be. It was you very it. good. Were you trying to remember Lem Motlo? Lem, uh, Lem, uh, Lem, wait a minute. M-O-T-L-O-W. Uh, Motlo. Lem Motlo. That's correct. That was Jack's, was that his brother-in-law? I don't know, but he was a big promoter for Jack Daniels. No, he was he was definitely involved, uh, and I think if I'm not because everywhere you go, it's his Len Motlow proprietor. Yes, I think that was his brother-in-law or a relative somewhere along the line. We will research that, but Jack Daniels Old Number Seven is how we started things off. Now, let me very quickly tell you: in the rest of this hour, we'll enjoy the Cooper's Craft from Kentucky, the Jim Beam Signature Craft, the Old Forster Signature, both from Kentucky. We'll go out to Colorado and sample the Breckenridge Bourbon, the Stranahan's Diamond Peak. We'll go to Texas for Garrison Brothers Texas Straight Bourbon. We'll enjoy a Corona Cigar Davidoff Lounge Exclusive, the Eagle Rare Single Barrel Select from Kentucky, and then the. Conclusion of this hour will be the Jefferson's Ocean Aged at Sea Bourbon, unique story from Kentucky. And by the way, Len Motlow is Jack Daniels' grandnephew, his grandnephew. We wanted to make sure we had that correct. So, lieutenants, we celebrate the end of National Bourbon Heritage Month with bourbon and American whiskey tasting maneuvers today on the Cigar Dave Show. 
Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to the general anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. Hi. I know everybody's familiar with the 95-rated Decade, one of the finest cigars ever made and produced by Rocky Patel. Well, he outdid himself. I'm here to introduce a new Decade Cameroon. It's got a beautiful African Cameroon wrapper on it. And when you put this wrapper with the wonderful blend of the Decade cigar, it just takes it to another level. You get that little sweetness on the back of your palate. You get the cedar, the hickory notes with a little bit of spice. You know what I want to do? I want to just sit in my backyard or on my patio or a bar stool and enjoy the cigar. You can take it all the way down. I tell you, Rocky, you outdid yourself on this one. And if you haven't tried it, it's going to be at your local retail store. Go get yourself one. You won't be disappointed because this cigar, man, does it smoke great. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. On this bourbon and American whiskey tasting 
Maneuver Show. We need something that's going to bl- uh, pair nicely with all the various spirits. So I've selected a cigar that was uh, launched in 2014, given to me by Eric Espinosa, Espinosa Cigars. It is the Espinosa Laranja Reserva. Now, the first thing I told Eric when he gave it to me, I said, I love it. Laranja. I happen to know that's the Portuguese word for orange. And I'm a Syracuse orangeman. Our color, that is my second favorite color besides blue. So I said, I love the orange. Nice orange ribbon at the foot of the cigar. And he said, General, you're going to love this. It's a a Brazilian wrapper, but it's a laranja wrapper because it has an orange hue. And Samadier Dave, you can see that. Not a typical dark Brazilian wrapper, but very, very nice. Gave it to me. Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan filler. Very smooth. Made at La Zona Cigars, a beautiful boutique factory that Eric owns down in Nicaragua, making some great stuff for many people, including the Cornelius and Anthony, uh, one of the cigars that we, uh, the Mac da- or Daddy Mac that we had for our Officers Club selection. So the Espinosa Laranja Reserva comes in about four different sizes. We've got the Toro, which is six inches in length, 52 ring gauge, about $10, $10.5 suggested retail, medium flavor, some nice spiciness, some pepper, little uh, cedar, some sweetness, very complex, beautiful cigar. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Well, general manager of the Davidoff uh, of Geneva, Tampa store and lounge, Marky Mark, let me use his Davidoff, Zeno Davidoff self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine. This isn't the plastic one. This is the real deal. The nice metal one, thin design. Mark, I want to thank you for this lovely gift. Thank you so much. (laughs) That's what I'll use today. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. I'm going to use the old flint-based method of lightation. This is an elegant cigar. We're in an elegant place. I will use this uh, magnificent uh, flint-based lightation device. It'll work like a charm. Cigar Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut. Well, I'll tell you what, that uh, Davidoff double-edged guillotine uh, Cutter very, very sharp. I will toast the foot of this cigar. Beautiful looking laranja. Nice orange and gold band with some notes of white. I will puff and rotate. Great draw. Oh, Samoye Dave has already lit. Taking my time. Oh, I'll tell you what. Mm. Between the notes of the Jack Daniels Old Number 7, and the first few puffs of this Espinosa Laranja, I would say that we have made the right selection to commence this show. Lieutenants, when we come back, we have 15 more bourbons and American whiskeys we will sample. Next up, the Cooper's Craft from Kentucky, the Jim Beam Signature Craft from Kentucky, and the Old Forester's Signature, also from Kentucky. We celebrate Bourbon Heritage Month on The Cigar Dave Show. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar. 
But the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Enough to get me high. Cigars, bourbon, and the general. Hello, general. Your weekend trifecta. It's a winner. Well, I'll tell you, we're going to have 16 winners as we taste the Sweet 16, our bourbons and American whiskeys we have selected as we conclude National Bourbon Heritage Month, one of the favorite months of the year, September. We get to certainly enjoy some uh, magnificent bourbons and whiskeys. Football starts, although my Buffalo Bills, I wouldn't exactly call that football. I'd call that more of a federal disaster area. But we've got uh, 15 remaining bourbons and American whiskeys we'll enjoy. But before we go to the next, Samadier Dave, you have placed a cocktail, a libation in front of me. Yes, I have, General. You know, we've done these shows with a lot of great mixologists, and it always amazes me when I go and talk to various people. They love that. But sometimes they're pressed for time. They like to have a nice cocktail, but they don't have the availability to go ahead and make all these different mix this, muddle that, put together. So I thought, you know, wine came out with a book for dummies. Why don't we do a really unique way of creating cocktails on the show by using Master of Mixes already pre-made mixers. I've got the Five Pepper Bloody Mary. You know, a lot of people start their day off with a Bloody Mary made out of vodka. Well, let's make one out of bourbon here. It's just on the other side of the noon hour. So I have the Five Pepper Cooper's Craft Bloody Mary made with Master of Mixes. Well, Colonel Angewood uh, likes his... His with uh, his Bloody Marys with gin. That's his oh, little secret. Good. But bourbon, we're going to have a, uh, a, a a bourbon Mary. I did that on one of your outdoor shows. About That's four right. years ago, we used gin. So Farmer's we'll say gin. cheers. I'll take a cheers. sip. Cheers. No mm. Oh, I got to have the, oh, that's good. It is good. That's unique. I got to have the olive here. Hang on a second. All the ingredients are already in the five pepper mm. mix. So mm. it was just the bourbon, the mix, and then the accoutrement, the olives. And olives are healthy for you. Hell yeah. Mm. This is excellent. Give me the parts. How much of each did you put in? I used four ounces of the Bloody Mary mix and an ounce and a quarter of the, you know, usually a vodka, but we used the bourbon. Same mm. amount. And I can tell, I can get that, just that subtle char on there. Very nice. One of the unique things I did about it, I made it before I put it over the ice, poured it on the ice, and then I strained it off the ice. This way it didn't dilute anything. Nice. Very, very nice. Now, let's move on to our next bourbon American whiskey that we'll sample today. Cooper's Craft 
from Kentucky. And Sommelier Dave, before we, you tell the story on this, we, of course, were one of the first people in the nation to sample this. We had Greg Ruskowski, the Vice President Director of Wood Planning, Procurement, and Processing Cooperage Operations for Brown Foreman Spirits. And we had him. He's up in Louisville. Spent time with us. Had him on for uh, an hour. And we talked about what goes in, that Brown Foreman makes all. They're the only ones that make all their own barrels. They Correct. Have their own they make all their own I think they barrels. have two and a third coming online. We talked about that. And Cooper's Craft, really a bourbon that pays tribute to the the uh, people, the, the craftsmiths that, that make the barrels. Correct. They're working the cooperage. You know, a lot of times those guys are the unsung heroes, but if they do their wrong, their job improperly, sometimes the whiskey's not going to come out to the quality that it should. So what they've done is they've created this bourbon for them. It's coming out at 82.2 proof. It's got a nice oak character with a little bit of baked apple sweetness and creamy citrus custard taste. Well, give me a sample. I've, I've had it before, and I will say yes, it's, it's on the lighter side. Yes, it but is. But it's very smooth. And if you look at the bottle, hold that bottle up for me, Samani Dave. When you look at it, it actually looks like a bourbon barrel. The bottom yes. is made to resemble a bourbon barrel. Very unique, beautiful blue and silver uh, uh, label that's on there. Wonderful sweetness. That finish is going to come nice off. Nice finish. Very nice. Rich, smooth. You're going to get a little bit of lingering fruit on it. All right. Let's say cheers. Nice amber color. Mm. It's very nice that the company you work for will do something in your honor. Most of the guys that work at this cooperage have been there 20, 30, 40 years. Notes of mint, interestingly enough, on yeah. my palate. Notes of mint, a little bit of sizzle, mm -hmm. not overly warm, not overly viscous, but a very nice, approachable bourbon is how I would describe it. It's approachable any time of day and night, whether you're a novice or you are a connoisseur that likes a bold bourbon. This is one of those bourbons that if you bought only one bourbon and had it in your bar, this would I mean, look, you, you can never go wrong with Jack Daniels as a Tennessee whiskey or, or Woodford. certainly Woodford. However, right. this Cooper's Craft, and it's only available, however, in about seven, six, six yeah, states. Six to seven states. Yeah, very, very limited. So if you're in Florida, I think it's going to be where? In Florida, mm -hmm. Kentucky? Yeah, right around Kentucky in the southern part of the United States. In fact, mm. the people here in Florida petitioned that we would have it. And the thing is, it's very affordable. It's going to be around $30 a bottle, 32 now, next up, we're going to go with the Jim Beam Signature Craft. Now, many people, when you think about Jim Beam, you think about the original Jim Beam, the white label. Correct. Their Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Mm -hmm. Again, a nice whiskey. Jim Beam founded in 1795, been operated by the No family, that's NOE, for seven generations. Now, of course, it is uh, part of a large Japanese conglomerate, uh, Beam Suntory or Suntory Beam, one of the two. Uh, and when you look at Jim Beam over the last number of years, they've introduced some very unique products. I talked about the Double Black, which was double-aged, eight years. Very nice, a lot of wood, a lot of oakiness, but very smooth. But they've taken that age statement off, as we talked about, because there is such a shortage. So basically they have made that change and just call it the Black Extra Aged. But we're going to sample today one of their bourbons in their craft series, they're, they're, what they've done is, like anything, they wanted to try to get into the, into the craft elements. So what they've done 
is created what they're calling their new top shelf. They started experimenting with some different mash bills and finishes. And so what they've come out with is two different signatures. They've got their Jim Beam quarter cask, which is the Jim Beam base bourbon finished with a variety of quarter cask bourbons, aged at least four years, and the Jim Beam signature craft 12-year. So it is made from their taking their barrels that have been aged at least a minimum of 12 years. There could be more in here, but it's a deep, rich. I'll have you pour just a little bit for me. But it's got a nice, deep, rich amber color. Yeah, anytime that you're going to see an age statement, it's always going to be the youngest whiskeys in there. That is correct. And just the aroma on this, some caramel, some vanilla, a little bit of oakiness. Let me say cheers. Wow. Smarty nice. Dave, you got to take a sip try. of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For 12 years, you think there's going to be a ton of oakiness? Yeah, you would it's think, not. but it won't. It's robust, but it's not excessive. And that's a, there's a very big, important distinction there. It's robust, but is not excessive. Some vanilla, a little bit of warmth, not as much warmth as I would expect. It's not that hot, no. But very nice. Your thoughts? Very smooth, very delectable. Mm. This is something you could drink neat. Yeah. With the cigar, it's matching up very perfect. And I'll tell you, that you know, everybody wants to gravitate towards craft. But when you think about it, who are the producers that have all the, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of, of barrels that are aging? In fact, in Kentucky, there are more bourbon barrels aging. I think there's almost 6 million than the population, which is really incredible. But you look at the... Jim Beams, you look at the Jack Daniels, you look at the Woodford Reserves, the Old Forsters, the Four Roses, they have the inventory. So Jim Beam can get into this unique craft that nobody else can get into sure. because they have those aged right. whiskeys in the barrels that not very many uh, uh, distillers do, and certainly the, the new craft distillers that are only two, four years old, they don't have them. They're making great whiskeys, but they don't have the ability to do these really old, rare different uh, aged type of expressions. No, it's only your big boys that can do that. They have 5.3 million barrels laying down, which is more than the state's population. But to your point, craft items are what the populace is looking for. That's what the people that are fueling the growth in the whiskey industry, they're looking for craft. They want to try something new every other week, every month, or whatever. They're taking your suggestion where you say, buy a couple bottles of this, take it over a friend's house, someone brings some appetizers or some hors d'oeuvres, and try out different things. We're uh, conducting bourbon and American whiskey tasting maneuvers as we celebrate the conclusion, the uh, end of National Bourbon Heritage Month with Samadier Dave. And Samadier Dave, if you would be kind enough to pour our next sampling, that is Old Forster Signature. Now, that's going to be 100 proof. So, yes. But one thing I learned when I was at the Jack Daniels Distillery a year ago with uh, Jeff Arnett, the master distiller, we had some whiskeys he wanted me to sample that were 100, 110 proof. And I said, boy, those are going to be strong. He said, don't confuse proof with strength. Correct. He said, I want you to sample these. Forget the proof for a second. Just give me your tasting notes. And I was shocked because I thought 100, 110 proof would really knock your socks off, would be overly <laughs> robust. They were very smooth. And he said, don't confuse that. And one of the things they have the ability to do, he said, when we experiment with different whiskeys coming out of the barrels, 
We have the ability to cut it down with additional branch. So when it comes out of the barrel, we don't keep it at barrel strength. We'll cut it down, but we found that some whiskeys that we've cut only to 100 or 110 proof taste better and are smoother than when they're at 80 or 90 proof, which is sure. fascinating. Yeah, so, that's... A lot of people think that, you know, Bacardi had a 151. You have Everclear, which is about 150. They're hot. They're made for the alcohol content, for whether it's a fruit punch or something. Not with your whiskeys. Your whiskeys are really meant for the flavor profiles, and they have the ability to do that. All right, so Samani, Dave, tell me about this old Forster signature. Well, the 100 proof is in honor of the legacy of the founder, George Garvin Brown, who put his signature on every bottle. You're going to have a very nice sweet coffee lace with a little bit of chocolate on the nose. You're going to probably taste a little bit, maybe ripe apple and some other dry fruits. And on the finish, it's going to be sweet, light. You'll get that little hint of oak and apple, and it'll linger a little bit. Yeah, I'm definitely getting a unique, uh, uh, almost dark chocolate aroma Yeah, on the That's nose. part of the wood. You I'm get all say, those. Yep. I'm going to say cheers. Nostrovia. Wow. Now, that has some sizzle. Oh, yeah. There's no question. There's, it's a fruitiness on the palate, but that has a lot of zing. You sent me a recipe for Hudson. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a bottle of Hudson. It was the 100 proof. But I did make a drink with the... Uh, <laughs> I did make it with this 100 proof, if you want to try it. Let's do it real quick. And what drink is this? That was the one you sent me the recipe of you texted to me. I can't remember what I texted. What, what are the ingredients? It <laughs> is 100 proof, a little bit of maple syrup, oh, some yes. cinnamon. I mean, this was very easy to make. That was it. We'll just call, I think we should just call this probably either the log cabin or the Aunt Jemima with bourbon. And you've got a nice little cinnamon stick in here. Yeah, that's what it called for the Okay, so syrup. I'm going to say cheers to this one. Whoa, that's good. Yeah, the little bit of sweetness nice. of the maple syrup. Little, but you know what? It's not like drinking one of those maple-infused right. or a crown Whiskeys, maple, right. which tastes like pancake syrup. Oh, yeah. This is very nice. And I'll tell you, the little cinnamon stick, yeah. as you're tasting it, you get that whiff it of cinnamon. Out. It's a nice sensory experience. All right, so next up for the remainder of this hour, we'll be sampling the Breckenridge bourbon, the Stranahan's Diamond Peak, the Garrison Brothers Texas Straight Bourbon, Eagle Rare Single Barrel Select, a Corona Cigar Exclusive, and the Jefferson's Ocean Aged at Sea from Kentucky. We celebrate the end of National Bourbon Heritage Month, bourbon and American whiskey tasting maneuvers on The Cigar Dave Show. The September selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is an Alec Bradley sampler, including the Alec Bradley Black Market, a powerful Nicaraguan wrapper and flavorful Sumatran binder wraps around fillers from Honduras and Panama. The Alec Bradley Black Market is a medium to full-bodied smoke that doesn't disappoint. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. 
Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. I've lived most of my life And I do things my own way I don't take no one's advice I'm a simple man, an honest man I get along just fine When times are tough I got three things that help me every time Got guns and bourbon See me through it all Oh, I'm just waiting for one of the political candidates we know who to complain about that. Guns, God and bourbon and libations and cigars and dames. Well, we know who wants to make America great and we want to make America great. So screw Hillary. That's all I've got to say. And I know some of you alphas out there and lieutenants are saying, you know, I, uh, I support her. Leave. Leave the humidor and Command Center Alpha right now. Get out. All right. As we continue with National Bourbon Heritage Month, bourbon and American whiskey tastings from the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa. Next up, Sommelier Dave, we're going to enjoy the Breckenridge bourbon made in Breckenridge, Colorado. Now, we have had Brian Nolte, the founder, the, one of the distillers there on the show. A little bit of a controversy. Now, when I bought this bottle, it says... Handcrafted bourbon whiskey made at 9,600 feet with snowmelt from the Rocky Mountains. So it's got a great story. Correct. And it's actually very good bourbon whiskey. But there was a lawsuit filed because some, what they did was they do make some of their bourbon whiskey in Breckenridge, Colorado, but they also sourced other whiskeys from Kentucky and from Indiana and Tennessee. And they blended it. And there was a lawsuit. And primarily, the big thing that's gone on in the industry is many supposed craft distillers used ingredients from MGP, 
uh, Distillery, the former Seagram's Distillery in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, about uh, 15, 20 minutes west of Cincinnati. So big controversy. And people said, oh, it's not really craft. It's just one giant place. Well, they actually make very good bourbon whiskey. In fact, I will tell you that Bullet Bourbon and Bullet Rye, yeah. 100% of that initially came sure. from MGP. So big controversy. So they were sued. So now they've changed it to state on the label that they mash, ferment, and distill much of their bourbon in-house, but their straight bourbon whiskeys also consist of barrels selected from Kentucky, Tennessee, and Indiana, chosen for their unique qualities, heritage, ability to marry in our blend, always made with a high rye mash bill. So I will take a sniff of this. Very I think nice. a lot of that is jealousy myself. Well, I, look, I get it, but to sue some, they paid $50. Give the people $50 right. and a couple of uh, bottles of bourbon and they'll be happy. Let me say... Cheers. Take a sip. It's damn good. And yeah. you can tell the high rye content because it's mm -hmm. got some sharpness. Mm -hmm. And we should say that rye was the original whiskey in America, sure. not corn whiskey. Because rye was prevalent. George Washington, Long East Coast. Absolutely. Then they made the transition to corn. But very, very, a lot of sizzle, a lot of spice, a lot of pepperiness from the rye. So you can tell. But very, very nice. And ultimately, it's not really where it's made, but does it taste good? Correct. And to me, this tastes great. Now, next up, we're going to stay in Colorado, and you've got the Stranahan's Diamond Peak. Yes, I do. In fact, for your Super Bowl show, we did feature the Stranahan's against a North Carolina whiskey, and Denver Broncos won. I don't know if Stranahan's had anything to do with that success, but what we do is we have a... Master distiller, Rob Dietrich, he's putting this together just outside of Denver. He's using four ingredients, 100% malted barley, yeast, Rocky Mountain water, and thyme in the barrel. So this is more like a, a scotch whiskey expression than it would be a bourbon with the corn because it's all Correct. malted barley. malted barley. And you can definitely tell the aroma it's got that doesn't have that sweetness, a different flavor on the nose similar to a scotch whiskey. I'll say cheers. Yeah, the Diamond Peak, they also have a regular strain of hands. This is 94 proof, the single malt whiskey. It's non-chilled filtered, so you're getting none of the cogeners taken out. And you're going to get a little bit of caramel, vanilla, possibly some dark chocolate on the taste. Very nice. I'll tell you, this reminds me of a Lowland Scotch. Very, very nice. Not uh, not a lot of peatiness. This holds up to a lot of cigars yeah, that you're going to try. Sure does, including the Laranja. Now, last one for this hour. We still have many more to go. We're going to go to High Texas. That's H-Y-E, High Texas, which is uh, west of Austin, north of San Antonio. And we're going to go to the Garrison Brothers Distillery. Now, these guys, these brothers have really uh, gotten on the map and some incredible uh, bourbon whiskey that they make. They've got a whole lineup. Some of it is very, very much in demand. All of it's in demand. Some of it very difficult to find. But I've got the Garrison Brothers Texas Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Unique bottle. Has a nice cowboy star on there. Oh, yeah. Not that the Cowboys are America's team anymore. Nope. Uh, and by the way, I'm just announcing that uh, with all the problems the Buffalo Bills are having, that uh, after 17 years, we're not going to make the playoffs. We could go 1-15, 0-16. Rex Ryan will be gone. they got to fire Doug Whaley. I need a new team to root for. 
So I'm making the announcement that today I'm abandoning my Buffalo Bills this year. I do want them to go winless so we can get a top draft choice. I'm going to be rooting for the Kentucky Buckets. There you the go. Because a fictional <laughs> football team has a better chance of making the playoffs than the Buffalo Bills. All right, so Kentucky this particular Buckets. Garrison Brothers uh, Texas whiskey, this is very interesting. It is a 94 proof. They've got their number one panhandle white corn grown nearby in Dallum County. Distilled and barreled 2010, released in spring 2014, two years in oak. By the way, it's about 90 bucks for this bottle. Not cheap. Let me take a sip. Wow. That has some major sizzle to it. You can tell the corn on there. Mm -hmm. Very, very unique. Full strength, not for the amateur. So we still have about, I don't know, 10 more to go. Our number two of our annual Bourbon and American Whiskey Tasting Maneuver Show comes your way in the next hour, along with Sommelier Dave, America's Correction, the Global Alpha Male, and Global General Cigar Dave. Hour number two as we get ready to conclude National Bourbon Heritage Month coming your way next. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, we are enjoying our Sweet 16. Thus far, I've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the Sweet 16 bourbons and American whiskeys. I have nine more to go. Maybe we'll get a tenth. Maybe we'll get eleventh. Who knows? But September marks National Bourbon Heritage Month, and we celebrate all things bourbon as well as American whiskeys. We've had the opportunity to visit and talk to many great master distillers and craft distillers. And today we always conclude Bourbon Heritage Month with a big tasting, but never as big as today. And along with yours truly, the Global General, your Global Commanding Officer, your Global Alpha Male, we've got Somalia Dave Cavanis. And we also come to you today from the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge, where Vice President of libation procurement. Tommy Diadio will join us as well. And we welcome you back, our number two of the Cigar Dave Show. Now, before we get into the remaining tastings and some other various bourbon and American whiskey-inspired libations, I've got a great story for you. We've always said that libations, cigars in moderation, are good for you. And there's no better example than 110-year-old Grace Jones from the U.K., in fact, she's in Mick the Brit's home country of Great Britain. Mick the Brit, colonel in charge of the European Theater of Operations. She is one of Britain's oldest women. In fact, she is amongst the top 15 oldest citizens of Great Britain and the UK. Just celebrated her 110th birthday. Now, gentlemen, I'm going to show you a picture of her. Doesn't Grace look incredibly she looks spry? Great, Dave. 110. I'm telling you, she doesn't look a day over 80. No, seriously, no, she, she looks doesn't. good. She, she looks, looks great. Very, yeah. 
She looks great, and she's spry. Her, a great picture of her daughter, who is 78, right next to her. Mm-hmm. Now, what is the secret of her longevity? Would anybody care to guess? Oh, yeah. I've read the story, so I'm not going to cheat. Oh, well, you, you, you don't count. No. You don't count. Would you like to take a guess, Tommy? Bourbon. Well, close. You're on the right close. track. Close. Whiskey. Whiskey. All right. Jay, Grace Jones, known as Amazing Grace. I was wrong. She's the 10th oldest person in the U.K., not the 15th. Her longevity, she says, is due to a nightly cap of famous grouse single malt whiskey every evening for the last 60 years. She says, I never miss my nightcap. All I have is the whiskey at night. She says, whiskey is good for you. I started having a nightly tot of it, a tot, I should say, when I was 50, when I turned 50, as I've been having it every night for the last 60 years, and I certainly have no intention of stopping now. She added, her doctor said, keep up the whiskey, Grace. It's good for your heart. And we've got a, a go. here in the United States, there is a gentleman who is one of the oldest Americans, one of the oldest, I think, surviving veterans. I think he's also 110 years old down, I want to say, in Texas. Houston. In Houston, down in, in Houston. And he has uh, five cigars a day and he has his daily whiskey. He says it keeps his muscles nice and limber, nice and loose. So according to this, Grace is 110. She has one capful of whiskey every day. By this methodology, Mick the Brit should probably live to 880 years of age. Because <laughs> he has more God than one tot full, uh, cap full every single night. But this is a great story. And what do we always say? Everything in moderation. And alcohol Correct. has been proven to be good for your cardiovascular system in moderation. And certainly, probably a shot before you go to bed is very good. It, it keeps the blood thin. So we see these people, wine, whether it's whiskey. Of course, you have the enemies of pleasure and the teetotalers saying, oh, any amount is terrible. Well, we know everything in moderation. So Grace Jones, 110 years of age, happy birthday. And let's all raise a glass to Grace right now and say cheers. Cheers. Very good. Cheers to Grace. Now, let's get back to the task at hand. And I, by the way, I should say that with 16 samplings of uh, tastings, We're I think I just way. added another 16 years to my life here today. <laughs> but let's go on to the next one. And this is very unique. This is the Eagle Rare Single Barrel Select. And this barrel selected exclusively by Jeff Borshowitz, the proprietor of Corona Cigars. And made up in Kentucky at the Buffalo Trace Distillery, known for their Buffalo Trace and their uh, Van Winkle and their Blanton single barrel, their Elmer T. Lee. And, Tommy, you are involved in the procurement of much of these unique single barrel expressions. So tell us about this Eagle, uh, Eagle Rare single barrel select, which is exclusive to Corona Cigar and Davidoff Store and Lounge here in Tampa. It's actually an Eagle Rare 10, and this is actually the only bottle that we did not pick. This was actually handpicked by the master distiller, which is Harlan Wheatley. So we no, had Harlan well. Yeah. So this is the only one we, we had no idea what it was going to taste like. Wow. Which was an honor that he picked it for us. And it came out yes. so well. All the customers love it. It's just Good. so, the balance in it's amazing. Now, only available at the Three Corona Cigars in Orlando, as well as the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in Tampa. Correct. My understanding was there was a little confusion because there was some spillage. You, you had an angel share that went to some lucky people in Orlando. <laughs> so, oh, that was from the Elmer T. Lee oh, barrel. Oh, the Elmer T. Yeah, Lee barrel. Yeah, oh, that was a different one. Yes, yeah, so when we picked the Elmer T. Lee barrel, uh, some of it got into the mainstream uh, delivery, and 
we started going to bars around. They couldn't find it, so I went to one of my favorite steakhouses in Orlando, which is Christner's, and there on the counter there is the Corona Cigar Elmer T. Lee bottle that I was drinking. So There it is. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, that's ours. I yeah. want it back. Well, actually, Jeff was actually happy. He's like, you know what? Leave it out there. That just gives us some, um, some, some ad out there. Credibility and it'll yeah. bring people over to the scar Correct. Store. So needless to say that uh, Buffalo Trace Distillery owed you about 10 more bottles. Yeah. Of, of that. They, uh, they didn't charge us for it. <laughs> of the Elmer T. Lee. Now, the Eagle Rare, very smooth. Yes. 10 years. Now, there's something that's very interesting because when I was up in Tennessee, at the Jack Daniels Distillery. Jeff Arnett, the master distiller, and I were talking about, you know, aging bourbons and whiskeys. And I said, boy, some of these that are aged 30 years must be off the charts. He said, not necessarily. You can have sometimes an excess of things that are too good, and that is too much oakiness, Mm -hmm. especially in warm climates. He said, if you aged a bourbon down where you are in Florida with the heat, the humidity, never gets below really 40 degrees, what would happen, he said, you aged it 10 years it would be way too oaky and way too woody and too charred and too over the top. He said, so it all depends where you go. So 10 years is on the Eagle Rare seems to be a sweet spot because it's incredibly smooth. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take a uh, just a sniff of the aroma. Wow, this also has almost has the aroma of some cantaloupe, some melon. Very, very nice. I'm going to pour this into my special whiskey tasting glass. Again, very melon on it. I'll say cheers. Take a sip. Wow, that is smooth. Yeah. There's no bite on that whatsoever. Somalia Dave, you got to take a little bit of that. Just take it's it. has got to come back to me. There <laughs> Here is, we go. Now I know why Harlan Wheatley, the master distiller at Buffalo Trace, selected that. There is no bite whatsoever on that. There's very little warmth. It's just incredibly smooth. The taste right on the tongue. Very nice. Tommy, your tasting impressions. Oh, it just, it's just the, the, the caramel I get from it, the, the smoothness. Very little burn. This whiskey's dangerous. Yes, it is very because dangerous. Because you could consume a lot of it, and all of a sudden would creep up behind yeah. you because it is so delicious. That's a five-star selection right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give that my five-star selection. And I will say this. If anybody were to dilute this or put this in a shame libation, on shame on them. <laughs> because they are destroying the essence of this perfection in bourbon expression. Uh, if somebody puts, a even an ice cube, even if it's well, a giant... Well, this is room temperature mm-hmm. where we're sitting right now, perfect. and it's fine. Yeah. It's not perfect. hot at all. Perfect. And, and you should have a note on your incredible menu that says, General, General's warning, <laughs> diluting this in any way, shape, or fashion with an ice cube, an ice rock, an ice ball, or any other spirit, or any other, or not spirit, or any other uh, 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 beverage is fines for immediate court-martial and imprisonment. Correct. Because this thing is just, this is off the charts. It is. It's very delicious. Now, can somebody buy this by the bottle yes. if they come in? Yeah. How much we, do you get for a bottle of this? This one is uh, $49.95. Wow, yeah. that's, that's not it? that that's expensive. That's what we sell for it. You know, it's interesting uh, because my good friend, Jeff Borshowitz, the proprietor, owner of the Corona Cigars and the Davidoff uh, here in Tampa, also known as Mr. Douglas, because uh, if you ever watch Green Acres, he rides the tractor <laughs> at the Florida Sungrown uh, Estate uh, uh, Farm in Central Florida. He always gives me a bottle of the Four Roses I've gotten. I think I've gotten maybe three, four bottles of them. He never gave me a bottle of this Eagle Rare tenure. And now I know why. He was hogging it <laughs> yeah. all for himself. Yeah. <laughs> but that is incredible. I've got to tell you, that's got to be the steal of the century for $49.95. Mm, yeah. 
That, yeah. that is absolutely magnificent. There yeah, is for it no to be bite whatsoever. 10 years yeah. in it to be that inexpensive. Yeah, that, that, find. that is amazing. Now we're going to move on to a very unique <clears throat> story here. And I know, Tommy, you've heard of the Jefferson's Ocean Aged at Sea, correct? Mm-hmm. We have it at the bar. You do? Mm-hmm. So I went and ordered this all the way, a special sample, because I couldn't find any bottles here. Mm-hmm. I went all the way across the pond to get this. You didn't you ask. Have, you didn't ask. I didn't ask. You're right. <laughs> I did not ask. Well, we're going to open this little dram up anyway. But interesting story behind Jefferson's. Founded in 1997 brainchild of Trey Zeller and his father, Chet, a bourbon historian. Now, again, this is a story. Who knows if it's true? They were continuing a family tradition that uh, goes back to Trey's eighth-generation grandmother who were, uh, was arrested in 1799 for the production and sale of spirituous liquors. Hmm, interesting. So they chose Thomas Jefferson, known for his curiosity and experimental spirit, to name their Jefferson's bourbon and they've got a number of different expressions they've got their small batch their reserve their 17-year presidential select is very good but they've got something very very interesting and they've got this jefferson's ocean aged at sea and it started out as an experiment with three bourbon barrels on uh, a ship in an effort to discover what would happen if bourbon was left to weather the extreme elements, the temperature fluctuations, the salt air, the gentle rocking of the ship, you know, sloshing back and forth with the wood. The result was a thick, dark bourbon, complex flavors, some briny, savory notes. So what they do now is they actually, they don't take it around the world, but the latest expression, they're taking it down the Mississippi, the Gulf Coast, and along the East Coast up to New York in a much smaller boat. I think they've got about four or five different barrels. So here's what we're going to do now. I'm going to place this. We're going to take just a little bit here. We're going to open that up. Oops, we're going to pour that. Samadier Dave, we're going to pour that. Yes, definitely. Okay. Love the color. It's got a very light, uh, almost, almost looks like an apple cider-ish color mm-hmm. to it. And these, they get a pretty good buck for these. Uh, Tommy, what do you think? These are about 50, 60 bucks a bottle? I think, yeah, that's retail, yeah. All right, so I'm going to say cheers on that. That's trivia. That's smooth. Very. A little bit of warmth. Yeah. Well, but not, not a lot that of much. Yeah. Not that much. Not that much. That is really smooth. Tasty. That's impressive. Now, they, they come out every year with a different type of Jefferson's Oceans, but what's your impressions, Tommy, since you've had them all? This is very nice, very, very easy drinking. More dangerous than this. Mm-hmm. I think it's proofed a little lower. Not much, but I think it's like 86. Yeah, but very nice. Uh, and, again, this came out initially, oh, I think, what was it, about four years ago? Mm-hmm. Something like that. And a nice-looking bottle. All their bottles are the same, but they've got a nice trawler ship on the top, ocean-aged at sea. Could take another sip here. When you think of port wine, that's what it does. Madeira, yeah. they're aged at sea. Mm-hmm. So is Kelt, right? Yeah. Kelt. You know, interesting, on this, it almost has some sherry notes on the back mm-hmm. of it. I don't know if you noticed that mm-hmm. or not. But it's almost got a little bit of sherry notes on there. So very impressive. i got to take the last sip. I can't let any of this Please go to waste. Please do so. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very good. And all these bourbons and, and, and American whiskeys go beautifully with the Laranja uh, from Espinosa, the Espinosa Laranja. Very good. All right, so we have three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine down. And we have seven to go. Next up, the Old Camp. Batch pecan whiskey that we will enjoy. Pecan, pecan whiskey. Yeah. Then we've got some Peach old St. Pete uh, sweet corn whiskey, the St. Augustine Distillery, dry fly Washington wheat from uh, Washington. 
We'll have the High West Double Rye from Utah, where when you buy a bottle of a High West, you get an extra eight for your additional wives. <laughs> and we're going to go to Montana for the Rough Stock Montana Straight Rye. And uh, I think, actually, I forgot the Jack Daniels. We started with that. So I've only got about, uh, I think, six to go. So we're on schedule. We may have room for some even more. This could be some our big... cocktails. We Make will some do some cocktails. libations. Samadier Dave. We've got Tommy Diadio of Corona Cigars and Davidoff uh, Store and Lounge in Tampa. I am the general, the global alpha male, and the global general. We will continue celebrating National Bourbon Heritage Month. It is our annual bourbon tasting and American whiskey tasting here, front and center on the Cigar Dave Show. If you miss any of the general show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay. Or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store to get it. In this difficult and challenging time when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple cap, using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy and you're going to bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, Search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of 6 to 7 Seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com.
National Bourbon Heritage Month. It's boozing time with the general. Commence bourbon sipping maneuvers. Oh, I have been sipping for the last hour and a half, almost. And we've got much more sippage coming your way at last count. I have enjoyed, let's see, nine, ten of our Sweet 16 bourbons and uh, American whiskeys. We're actually ahead of schedule, which has never happened. You know what that means, Samadier Dave and Tommy Diadio? It means we're going into overtime, yeah. the <laughs> bonus round. Love it. <laughs> and, uh, Tommy, you got plenty of uh, whiskeys for us, don't you? Yes, I do. Yes. We're going to take a picture of this wall. He's got more incredible spirits here. And, by the way, Tommy, thanks to you and Jeff, as always, for the kind hospitality front and center here at the Davidoff uh, of Geneva Store and Lounge in Tampa. It's a pleasure. The pleasure is all yours and mine. Well, next time, just ask me. I'm the only one that can find everything back there. The yeah, Jefferson Ocean is back there. You know, I was just looking. I don't know how you – there's like eight rows of things, yeah. and I don't know how you find everything. You must have, there's no question here, one of the largest selections. When I say top shelf, even the bottom shelf is top shelf here. Mm -hmm. there's, you don't have any well stuff. You've got everything top shelf. What's the most expensive item you have in the bar? Here we have a $2,500 an ounce uh, McAllen 60-year-old. Can I take one one-hundredth of an ounce, please? <laughs> can you measure that? You can ask there Jeff. I'm not getting in trouble over that. <laughs> All right, Samadier Dave, you've just handed me a uh, mixed libation. What do we have? Yep, we're doing a Manhattan. It's made with Master of Mixes and some of the Old Forester whiskey, bourbon whiskey. All right, I'll say cheers on this. Manhattan is certainly one of the original American cocktails. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And what's in an Ameri an, an, a regular Manhattan? It's whiskey in Manhattan mix. I know it's Manhattan mix, Sabadier Dave. We took the easy way out today. That's but normally, what do we what do we put it put in a man? Tommy, you know what a Manhattan, don't you? Sweet vermouth. And, sweet vermouth. And there you go. Yeah. Okay. And you this can, this mm. sweet vermouth's good. Yeah, very it's good. good. They put yeah. it together. Got a nice cherry with it. Serve. I'll tell you. To me, a little shaken with the shards, can't go wrong. All right, real quickly, we're gonna go to the old camp, peach pecan whiskey. Tell me about this. So when you go out and you like a nice single malt scotch or a small batch bourbon, you have a lot of women that would like to drink whiskey. This is made for Well, them. I always have a lot of women. <laughs> exactly. for your. They want a piece of exactly. the global alpha. <laughs> so you have this very nice, delicious peach pecan. It was just established recently, about a year and a half ago. 70 proof. Nice flavor. And Lawrenceburg, Indiana, so it's probably sourced from MGP, which is fine. But they're honest. Let's take a, we'll say cheers. Take a sip. Yeah, that's almost like an not not my taste. That's definitely for the chicks, the dames, or it's for your harem. Yeah, that's for a a, a nice a after shooter. dinner li liqueur. There's a lot of people like to do shooters. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll stick to the non-flavored whiskeys here. All right, we have sampled now. Let's see, 10, 11. We've got about four more, maybe more in the bonus round as we continue celebrating National Bourbon Heritage Month. Check out the all-new CigarDave.com. Get info on the cigars and libations the general enjoys during the show. Get recipes from the pooch pit and drink cocktails, too. You can listen to the show on our 24-7 stream or download the latest podcast to listen to anytime. Get it all at CigarDave.com.
1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. The General recommends a diet rich in corn, wheat, rye, and barley. In liquefied form, of course. It's bourbon time. Hey, we're having our vegetables. It's legit. By the way, Willie Nelson, his diet consists of weed and whiskey. Not necessarily in that order. Well, maybe it does consist of that order. Although, uh, Willie's been around for a long time. How old is Willie? I think he's, what, 80? But he looks about 190. Uh, in dog years. So, so, you know, little everything in moderation, like they say. I don't think Willie did anything in moderation. All right, next up, we're going to come down to the uh, Cigar City area. We've got, uh, and the Sunshine State, we've got a couple of different whiskeys that we are going to sample. The first one comes from right across the bay, Tampa Bay, in St. Petersburg, the Old St. Pete Distillery, and it is called Old St. Pete Sweet Corn Whiskey. They're small batch sweet corn whiskey. This is Batch number seven, bottle number 225 that I purchased a while back. I'm going to open that up. And the aroma, first of all, you can smell the corn. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing we should say, in Sommelier Dave, before anything becomes bourbon or aged whiskey, it starts off as either white dog, white lightning. It's sure. corn whiskey. It's basically yeah, it's whiskey. It's, it's a moonshine, which essentially is the... You take the distillate, the juice, after yeah, all the fermentation. Before Yeah, after it's yeah. been distilled, before it goes in a barrel Correct. to age. Now, there's been some very good white dog or, or white corn whiskeys that have been introduced that are very sweet, that mm -hmm. don't have that real moonshine, white lightning, Correct. you know, sizzle. And, you and know, hit. one, it's in your neck of the woods from back home is uh, Hudson. Over in, they, yeah, up in, uh, up, well, up, I would say by the capital region of Albany. Right, Tuttleton they do Spirits. a white corn. Yeah. That's bourbon. correct, which is very good. And so does Buffalo Trace, yes, which is do. pretty good. And it doesn't have a lot of heat, but you get a lot of that sweetness before it goes into the barrel and you start getting that. So people say, well, what, what does it taste like before it goes in the barrel? And the answer is Here either is. White Lightning or Corn Whiskey, very sweet. And many, there are some distilleries, that's all they make. Correct. And it's a very popular form of spirit, yeah. mostly for mixing. 
-hmm. Actually, White Dog from Buffalo Trace, they also have a set of experimentals that you can mix them and put them in a barrel and make your own bourbon. So they have a kit. Very cool. Nice. So, yeah. You can do that. The problem is, if I were to put something in a barrel, I'd want to taste it like the next day. I wouldn't want to wait three, <laughs> two years, six months. You know, I've got that urge. But what's very interesting is the temperature here in Florida. If you age whiskey in small barrels, I've got a friend of mine that's done this where, he, again, same thing. He got, mm -hmm. he was able to get the corn whiskey, got some small barrels made, charred small barrels. I'm talking like five to ten mm -hmm. gallon barrels. They actually barrels. make three of them, 2.5, 5, and a 10. Right. And we've done it at some of our Corona locations. Right, and he actually keeps it in his garage. But what happens is the maturation process and the wood, it's so warm and you've got just that wood that's just in constant contact and motion on those smaller barrels, it really ages very, very mm -hmm. quickly. So he told me when he does it in a two-and-a-half to five, sometimes three months yes. in the summer, it's he's good to, to go. go. Yeah, if yeah. he keeps it in longer than that, he said it's almost undrinkable, but he moves it to a bigger one, then he'll move it to a cooler part of his house. <clears throat> right. But one of the things that you can do if you live in the northern portions of the country where you're above sea level where you have basements, mm -hmm. in the summer you can actually go ahead and take that barrel, Correct. keep it in your garage, and then in the winter Bring move it down, it down into yeah. your basement. And mm -hmm. it gets down into 40, 50, 60 degrees, and you got some really interesting mm -hmm. taste going on there. So the old St. Pete whiskey, this is uh, made from their sweet corn grown nearby here in the Sunshine State, distilled in copper stills, aged in oak barrels. But you are telling me, Tommy, that they actually use... They mix it with some other yes. different whiskeys. Yeah. I don't know the percentage, but they do. All right. so some, some older ones. All right. Well, we'll give it a shot here. It's nice, kind of an interesting-looking retro mm -hmm. bottle. Uh, we'll take a picture, and we'll have that up. So I will say, whoops, cheers. Very smooth on the nose. Yeah, I got a little bit of spice right. in that, right on the tip of the mm -hmm. palate. Well, you can tell the corn in there. Mm -hmm. There is no, it's still young. You mm -hmm. can tell. Mm -hmm. You can taste that corn. So, Madi, Dave? I like it. It's got that sweet. little bit of spice, sweetness, mm -hmm. which I enjoy mm -hmm. uh, for, I'm sure it's mar moderately priced. It's um, early evening cocktail, maybe. Mm -hmm. I think they get, uh, trying to think what they get in here for a bottle of this. It's probably under thirty dollars. I think they may get a little more I than that. More than that. I think it's about Is thirty. It? Yeah, I think yeah. it's about thirty, thirty-five dollars, somewhere mm -hmm. in that neck of the woods. But you can absolutely taste the the sweet corn. It's very, very perceptible, very noticeable. And for those of you that have never had a straight corn whiskey, if you go to a bar and has it, taste it. Get right. a shot. Just sip it, and you can really get the feel how the how it starts off and then how it changes being mm -hmm. in a barrel for umpteen years. But not bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, not bad. This is the kind of thing that you could certainly mix with something. If you want something a little on the sweeter side. Mm -hmm. And they mm. do uh, whiskey in Winter Park now, too. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do? Nice. Yeah, they just got the uh, distributor, too. I didn't realize yeah. that. Now we're going to move into last week we had Phil McDaniel, the master distiller and, and co-owner. Right. He's not the master distiller. He's the founder and CEO Correct. of St. Augustine Distillery. He had the opportunity to visit up there and very hospitable. And I am one of the first people in the nation that was able to secure a bottle of the yes, St. Augustine were. Florida Double Cast Bourbon. When I came in, Somalia, Dave, and showed it to you, I what did shocked. you say to me? Where did you get that? Where did you, and I, said, <laughs> I don't even have that. And what was my answer? Where do I get it? Who are you talking to? Yeah. You're talking to a five-star alpha male and global general. Do you, you think I don't have connections everywhere? You're talking to me. Listen, I'm not a beta that says... Um, 
Whenever you can get it in the next few years, I'll be happy to take a bottle. No, front of the line for this five-star baby. You were Literally, fun. when it came in to Breakthrough Beverages here in Tampa, yeah. I got the bottle. I guess I shouldn't have been on vacation this week. You I should have been have, at the warehouse you waiting. You should have been waiting. So this is very, very unique. And let's talk about this a little bit, Samadhi Dave, because when we talked to Phil McDaniel last week, talked about how when they opened three years ago, one of the first things mm-hmm. they did for the first three, four months, they actually made the corn whiskey mm-hmm. and they started putting it in barrels. Mm-hmm. They put it in smaller barrels. Then they moved them to the 53-gallon barrels. And the whiskey is anywhere between 16... This first release, 16 to about 28, 30 months. Correct. So, again, they have to say the minimum age, 16, but much of it is older than that. Mm-hmm. But looking at that bottle, I mean, it is it's, certainly it's magnificent. beautiful bottle. It shows quality. It's high uh, shoulder profile. It's delicious-looking color to the whiskey itself. Very well done. It's going to look like tw- 60% corn, 22% malted barley, 18% wheat. So it has a real nice round for your palate. And no rhinus, so you're not going to get that sizzle, no. but you're going to get a little bit of that of that uh, spiciness from the barrel, starting with the 25-gallon barrel, then they move it into the 53-gallon barrel, and they've got another release coming out in November, October, November. But this stuff, I mean, literally about 85% of their production, 80% is sold right through right the St. Augustine Distillery, yes. then Breakthrough Beverage in Florida is the mm-hmm. exclusive distributor. You get uh, a limited amount to sell to some hotels and retailers, but it's going to go quick. Now, I'm going to have you pour some of that. 93.8 proof. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. When we asked Phil about that, he said, you know, we tried it at 94. We tried it at 92. Tried it at 95. It was that 93.8 that just gave it the right amount of flavor and on the nose. So double, they call it the double cast because it goes into mm-hmm. two barrels, a small and a big one. It's wonderful a, aroma. It's really delicious. Some chocolate. You get a little caramel, some dark fruit on this. Mm -hmm. Yep. Let me pour this into my special tasting glass, swirl it around, and I will say cheers. Should be relatively complex, a little spicy. That is nice. Wow. Big difference. Big difference. From the Not as much of that corn. You're definitely getting more of that oakiness, but not overpowering. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Tommy? Yeah, they did a nice job with that. We've been waiting for this to come out. You'll probably be able to order it this week or beginning of next week. And, and what locker does that stay in, Tommy? In your locker. <laughs> locker 1A here 1A. at Davidoff of Geneva, yeah. uh, store and lounge in the Cigar City. In fact, Jeff early on said, General, what locker number do you want? And I looked at him and I said, <laughs> what kind of a question is that? You never have your key, though. That's right, because generals don't carry keys. We have XOs that carry you got keys, it. so you are my XO. I am your key. I, I, say, I summon Tommy. I go, Tommy. Locker 1A, please. Open me up. Open Sesame. And Jeff, and he does. Likes, and Jeff likes to support the local distilleries. Yeah. Palm Ridge. Yep. We, we bought a barrel from Palm mm-hmm. Ridge. Nice. And they do their whiskey out of a cow. So Jeff does buy barrels from the local guys. We should take you up. Yeah. You know, go see Phil. Mm-hmm. Possibly create a barrel yeah. for you up at We, we at will fire up Alpha Army 1, and we'll yeah. have to make the trek. Now, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting talking about, and we'll try a little bit of that later. That's a relatively young whiskey, so it's not aged uh, I think more than, what, six months? Yeah, that's... It's young. Yeah, it's young. It's young. But this is, I'll tell you, the St. Augustine double cask bourbon, very nice. They got a winner on their hands. And now what they're doing is they're getting into a production mode and aging them. So now they're going to be able to release mm-hmm. on a regular basis the beginning of the year. But we'll definitely have to go up and see Phil McDaniel. Just sent me an email saying that uh, Adam Putnam, who could be the next governor of Florida, the agriculture commissioner, yeah. uh, had some nice comments 
about uh, St. Augustine Distillery. And he said, General, you got to get up here. We're going to be doing some <coughs> tasting, and I need you up here. So we will absolutely do that. We have got now, theoretically, only four to go. We've got the Dry Fly Washington Wheat, the High West Double Rye, the Rough Stock Montana Straight Rye, and in honor of Buffalo Bills head coach Rex Ryan, we have pulled out the old blowhard in his honor. So when we come back, we'll try those. If we go into the bonus round, extra innings, overtime, we may be able to sample a couple of extra. But we've got 16. Actually, we've got 17, which is a record for our tasting. Lieutenants, the final and concluding segment of this edition, this special bourbon and American whiskey tasting edition of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next as the moments, the time remaining in the 2016 National Bourbon Heritage Month of September are winding down. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is an Alec Bradley sampler, including the Alec Bradley Sanctum. The Costa Rican binder has great body, while the Colombian tobaccos add to the aroma. Alec Bradley Sanctum uses fillers from Honduras and Nicaragua, creating a four-country blend that is as complex as it is unique. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get these premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers, Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut Cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. Tell you a story about the house went blue. I come home one Friday, had to tell her damn lady I done lost my job. She said that don't confront me. 
long as I get my money next Friday. Now next Friday come, I didn't get the rent, and out the door I went. So I goes to the landlady. All right, final segment as we celebrate National Bourbon Heritage Month, celebrating bourbons and American whiskeys. We have so far sampled, let's see, 14 magnificent spirits. We've got left in this segment the Dry Fly Washington Wheat, the High West Double Rye from Utah, the Rough Stock Montana Straight Rye, and we go into bonus session overtime, the Old Blowhard. So next up is the Dry Fly Washington Wheat. Interesting story. They're in... Spokane, Washington, not Spokane, Spokane, Washington. We've had uh, master distiller Kent Fleischman on with us. All local ingredients around Washington. They use the purest form of craft distilling, and they use, they use uh, unique Christian Karl pot stills manufactured in Goppingen, Germany, with multiple rectification columns. <clears throat> State-of-the-art, they make vodka, gin, whiskeys, and bourbons, and this is their Washington Wheat Straight Whiskey. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this is what we will sample right now. 100% local soft white wheat, distilled twice in traditional American whiskey style, aged a minimum of three years in new 53-gallon American oak barrels with a number three char. And that's what we will sample right now. And the aroma, very sweet, very mellow, mm -hmm. not overly powerful. And the wheat's going to be relatively tame. Let's say cheers. Wow, that is smooth. There's no bite, bite whatsoever. That's light. It's that wheat. It is light. It, it is definitely light, but it's tasty. Again, very approachable. You can put this in a snifter. It goes with a nice right. mild medium cigar, and you are good to go. Samania, Dave, your thoughts? I think it's really delicious. I think what you've paired up here with the cigar selection today has worked very well. Because there is no bite, it's not taken away from the flavor of the cigar. It's They're blending together. Now, they also have their Straight Washington Bourbon 101, their port finish wheat whiskey, which I'm sure is very unique. Their Tri-to-Kale whiskey and their Cast Strength wheat whiskey, which I'm sure is a little wow. bit bolder. But I'll tell you what's unique. They, they, they use the wheat from Washington, mm -hmm. different expression, so not corn. You don't have that necessarily sweetness, but it's very tame, very mellow, mm -hmm. very nice. I'll tell you something. This is the kind of thing that I think that you could marinate some nice meats sure. in. I think mm -hmm. would be a very nice, mm -hmm. you could make a sauce with this. This is just kicking neither sip here. It's so nice. Mm. That is very smooth. Very, very nice. I'd say that's another five-star selection. Mm -hmm. You can't go wrong with that. Nice-looking <coughs> bottle, too. Now, yeah. Samania Dave, we're going to go out to Utah. Here we go, Park The City. home of multiple wives, where the <laughs> High West Double Rye. Now, High West, I believe, Tommy, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't they buy some of their yes. distillate from MGP? And yes. there was a controversy there as well. Mm -hmm. But that being said, rye was the original spirit, the original grain used back in colonial times in the mm -hmm. United States, or back in the, in the colonies. And rye has very spicy notes, just like the rye yes, on a rye bread, but it's got very spicy notes, very peppery, very different than corn and wheat. So what they're doing is they're using two different rye contents. First one is a two-year-old, which is a combination of 95% rye and 5% barley. And then they're using the second batch of rye, which is a 16-year-old. It's going to be 53% rye. 37% corn, and that corn will give it a little bit of caramel yeah. sweetness flavor profile. 
bring it all together, maturation, blended, and this is what you get, the double rye. All right, we will say cheers on that. Nostrovia. Now the aroma on that, very peppery. Yeah, rye. Wow, you can really tell that tang. It's got a lot of zing, a lot of tang, very zesty on the palate. But it's, always, a, it's got a sweet undertone, too. It does. Take another sip. But it's yeah. powerful. It yeah. just went right to the back of my throat. Yeah, that definitely is not for someone that wants a no. mild-flavored whiskey. That's somebody that wants full-flavored, a lot of warmth on the Cigar Dave Warm Factor. That's a nice 9.2. Yeah, we're selling a lot of this because there are, is that group of people mm. out there who want something yeah. big, bold, chewy. And it's not a bad thing that they were buying juice. No. Because in the beginning, how many they people? They didn't have enough right. to make. How can how, People can't afford to get started with just doing white spirits. Well, so, look at Bullet. I mean, he, yeah. sold, he, he sold to Diageo for Ever. you know somewhere in the area above $50 million yeah. from what I heard. Built a brand on that with a BS cockamamie mm -hmm. story about his great-great-grandfather. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, unique packaging, prohibition right. packaging, unique story. And the, the bourbon was good. The whiskey is good. And MGP, people forget, they have huge stocks of things right. and they can blend different things. So in and of itself, remember, that was the Seagram's factory yes. back in the day. They made some great yes. spirits there. I, I think the rub was that people felt they were being conned because it wasn't craft. Yeah. And, and I think if people would have been honest saying, look, we source from one of the large distilleries that is, that's got whiskeys that have been aging for many, many years. We add our touch to it. We finish them in certain barrels. I don't think people would have had a problem with it. Correct. I really don't. Actually, Four Roses was making his bourbon, and the rye was made at the, uh, the Seagram's. That's exactly correct, early on. Yep. All right, so next up, we're going to take this one is which? Uh, right here. No, no, no we, we already did the Breckenridge. We're moving to a different one now. We're actually going to, that's all right. I'll tell you what, I'll take we're a clean to, glass. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to the Rough Stock Montana straight rye whiskey. They're in Bozeman, Montana. I actually was able to get a small little dram. In fact, Samani Dave, if you <clears> give me a, a little cup there, perfect. That's all I need. Fantastic. I'm going to pour a little for Tommy here. Samani Dave, I'm going to yep. give you take this one. Take that one. All right. And I'm going to take this. We're going to take a little bit of sip of that. All right. Now, let me tell you about this. Hasn't been a distillery in Montana for over 100 years. So some people got together and they ended up with creating a distillery, and it is called the Rough Stock Distillery, Bozeman, Montana, and they use many locally sourced ingredients. They want a fuller flavored spirit, and what we're sampling now is sticking with the, the rye theme, the <coughs> Rough Stock, Montana, straight rye. They also make a pure malt whiskey. They've got a black label whiskey, a bourbon whiskey, a spring wheat whiskey, but we've got the straight rye, which is exactly what we're going to enjoy today. The prominent grain used back in colonial times, that's what Manhattans were made from. The aroma, some nice spice, little pumpkin, little orange peel. I will say cheers. Take a sip here of the Rough Stock Montana Straight Rye Whiskey. Pretty tasty. Whoa. That's got some major, major Flavor. zest on the way oh, down. Yeah. What do you think, Tommy? Yeah, it's got a lot of spice in it. Yeah. How yeah, old is it? How old is this one? Uh, doesn't it doesn't say. No, uh, no that's this the old blowhard, Somalia, Dave. You're, oh. That's the wrong one. This is this is the the rough stock. Doesn't say. And one of the things they talk about is they don't really mention the right. aging because they said that has nothing to do with the taste, depending on how it's fermented and so on. But I will tell you this, I, I'd be very interested to try some of rough stocks 
other whiskeys. I'll tell you what, their pure malt I would love to try and their spring wheat whiskey from Montana. Last but not least, in honor of Rex Ryan, <laughs> old blowhard. Interesting story, Tommy, on this one. Real quick. This was actually uh, bought from a, a, a distillery that went out of business, and they kept it in glass until bourbon got hot, and they bottled it uh, a couple years ago. 26 years old. Diageo found this, the old Bernheim distillery. They bottles no longer available. I will say cheers. Take a sip. Wow, that is incredible. Silky smooth. 26 years. Old blowhard. Not available, just like Rex Ryan won't be available at the end <laughs> of the season for the Buffalo Bills. Samadier Dave, many thanks. Tommy Diadio, many thanks. Sergeant Steve, Cigar Dave, the general, saying Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again as we celebrate a National Bourbon Heritage Month. Cheers to all. <laughs>